0: You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up.
1: Welcome to episode 15.2, Van Talk, brought to you by the Big Red Van. Each week, the guys address all angles of one topic with cultural relevance. This week, they explore the historical solar eclipse happening on August 21st. How often do these happen? What's the science behind them? All the answers and plenty more. Welcome to The Big Red Van. Here we are, Van Top. I love this format, this idea for us to all kind of hone in on one. And man, I tell you, we are geeked geeked about this solar eclipse that's coming up it's gonna yeah. be awesome <laughs> geeked about ready. it so we're gonna attack it from three different angles i hope this is entertaining for you and this that we kind of cover everything we've talked about it how many times now at least twice at least twice so malcolm you give us what you got and we're gonna start with you you've got what some history about yeah i got some mythology and, for
0: you too perfect everyone loves mythology. really crazy all right yeah mythology happens to be my on, favorite wait. part of it fantastic I lost my voice this week, so I can't do it. you got to do it for me. (laughs) No, but the mythology is probably my favorite part about this. A lot of it involves the sun getting eaten by something. So the myth in Vietnam was that this big giant frog came into the sky during the day and just swallowed the sun um in ancient china it's a dragon but then just vomited it back up two minutes later or? <laughs> Yeah, yes uh, sa- same thing for china too they believe that this dragon instead of a frog because that's not part of their culture but a dragon came and swallowed it whole same thing in hindu culture as well was it a dragon in hindu there's actually a head that's cut off and that swallows it just takes it right off. Of severed heads severed yeah. heads yeah yeah they he, swallow sons i think what's cool about that stuff is
1: have you ever seen uh mel gibson's movie apocalypto apocalypto yes that's where my uh. head was going oh dude <laughs> so good that movie is insane when the, when the eclipse happens yeah Man, that like, scene is nut have you seen this movie mel i actually haven't okay well mel gibson sucks most of the time these days but that, that movie is freaking awesome. It's about the Mayans. Yeah. Oh, okay. You have anything about Mayan? Yeah. Do you have anything about Mayan? Oh, Any no. Cultures? Not on oh, okay. here. Okay. So they, in the movie... And I'm assuming this is based upon at least some research. Surely to God, they did a little bit of their homework when they made this movie. One of the cool things they were doing was, like, they were sitting there just sacrificing people over and over and over again. They had just, like, a line of people lined up. And then all of a sudden, a solar eclipse happens. And, oh, the gods took the sun away. and But they brought it back. So, okay, they're pleased. So we're good. Okay, well, we're done sacrificing people now. And then, of course, they still kill those people. But the crowd-pleasing aspect, oh, the gods are happy. Like, it was... Because you know, wow. back in, back in the day, that's how you paid homage to God was you sacrificed something, yeah. and they were sacrificing their people. No, they were prisoners. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's get specific here. Oh, give, my. Give it some it blood, was, they were captured by the the city folk, crazy, crazy. And then the solar, and then the eclipse happens, and then they stop. It's well, it's crazy. interesting you bring but it, that it, up. The movie's about the downfall of the mine. You know, empire. actually, we talked about Netflix before. I'm pretty sure Apocalypto is on Netflix right now. Really? So before it goes away. Watch it on Netflix. It's actually really good. Completely in subtitles. Yeah, it's it's subtitles, but it's cool. Trust me, it's cool. i watch it. Have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth?
0: Another subtitle movie. All right, awesome. Stop. Sorry. What else? Let's go. (laughs) No, I'm glad you brought it up, though, because you talked about how they stopped during the eclipse. There's actually a Greek historian... That says that there was this great war occurring. And then when the eclipse happened, everyone stopped fighting and decided to be at peace. And they'd never tried fighting again against each other. And then there's this astronomer. So kind of probably one of those similar things. Yeah. The gods are not happy with us for fighting. We better stop. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So they went in and stopped. Also with Greek history, there's an astronomer that figured out during the eclipse how far the moon is. From Earth. They were off by about 11%, but it's pretty good. They calculated 268,000 miles, which it's technically about 220 something. Is that not a brilliant thing? But that's amazing.
1: They calculated the angle of the light coming in from the eclipse and was able to use trigonometry working backwards to determine that the moon was that far away that's yeah, fantastic it's a beautiful thing
0: <laughs> well there's other great stuff that come from a eclipse segue into that edmund haley you guys know about haley's comet Yep. predicted the timing and path of the total solar eclipse on may 3rd 1715 that's very cool the other one i found is that the eclipse is actually responsible for the discovery of helium I I would like. That's what they're crediting the eclipse for. I Hmm. guess. How is it like? That's my question. In the
1: same way that the New York City blackout of 1978 was credited for so
0: many births. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pretty much. During that two minutes of darkness, I found helium. (laughs) From the two articles I read, there was nothing much said about it. Elaborate. Yeah, I mean the Greek word for sun is helium. You already knew that, but. No, I, they're just crediting it for the discovery of helium. Huh. It was very interesting. Helium, for the record, is the second most prevalent yes. material in the universe. Eleanor, um, in the universe, yeah. And do you know what the first is? hydrogen. Uh, of course it yeah. is. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I only know that from staring at the wall in <laughs> chemistry class. It's kind of how it works out, is atomic one number two. 1 and 2 yeah. are the most prevalent and second most
1: prevalent because all matter starts as hydrogen and when it gets crushed into a star, nuclear fusion occurs and creates helium and then heavier stars create the next element up and heavier stars create the next and mm. so on and so forth. So like the super radioactive elements at the very bottom far right of the periodic table, almost never exist because they require monstrosities of stars that hardly exist that's why they're so rare whereas hydrogen is super rare (laughs) not to me (laughs) but no i just is that not a cool thing like so when you talk about precious metals because they're farther down and farther to the right on the periodic table, and so, they're so there's some by.
0: some sense to it, yeah, to how it's laid out. hundred yeah. percent total sense. Yep. The other thing, Babylonian astrologists, they're credited for creating the Saros cycle, which is how often a um, solar a total solar eclipse occurs, and it's hmm. they calculated it by months, not by amount of years. They calculate by. I guess that makes sense. So that's pretty cool. I yeah. guess because
1: part of the cycle is lunar, because the lunar cycle has to be at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense for them to track it by months because it can't be days because it has to be a lunar cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah it's a good point
0: the other things with history when you go and research history of the solar eclipse which is very cool is how people viewed it in their time of day so there is this one i i found this to be the coolest one out of them all but this one guy named john beckman happened to fly with a group of other scientists in a jet traveling at about a thousand two hundred fifty miles per hour over the continent of africa that's to like extend their view
1: that's like one and a half the speedest wait did you say their altitude no Oh, okay
0: they were probably high up if they're going yeah that they're, fast. they're way above but they're able to see it the a total solar eclipse for 74 minutes which is wow. 10 more minutes longer than you could if you happen to be on land in africa viewing it and were able to run fast enough but 74 <laughs> minutes is pretty cool there's another guy who was able to um fly in a hot air balloon above the clouds during that day that a solar eclipse happened and was able to see it for a little bit. Those are very cool things in That'd history. That'd be pretty cool to be able to see it on a day where no one else could because of the clouds. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. It just flew above everyone else, so they saw it. But the main thing nice about collecting data from history is that it all leads up to this date that's coming up now. August 21st. On August 21st. So this August 21st date has been tracked because of the last 15 eclipses that have been viewed in the U.S., dating back all the way to 1503. And the last one, we think, was, I think, 1974? Somewhere around there, was, Yeah. Um, but in the 1970s. And there's been 15 in between those two dates that have been viewed. It really it would be interesting though before to see how much of the United States could actually see the eclipses before they had stuff like the Louisiana Purchase cuz only they only had part of the land. They didn't have oh, all 50 right, right right They could have you totally know what I mean? missed it. So they could have totally missed right. a lot of the actual eclipses. The, there's a record of the Native so- Americans seeing some of them, because they claim, I didn't say this, but they claim that um, a bear actually fought the sun and took a bite out of it in the sky. Huh. That's um, totally what happened. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not what happened? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait. But yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So this, this date happens to be tracked because of the last 15. That's awesome. News. That's part of science, man. Make predictions.
1: Part of that schedule you were talking about, that lunar Moon schedule. Yeah. Speaking of it, so what a solar eclipse is? Hopefully everyone knows. But if you don't know, it's when the moon is in its cycle of the moon cycle, when it is a new moon, where you can't see the moon, when there's no moon at all. You know, there's a full moon, and there's a new moon. New moon means it's not there. Okay? So the moon has to be in that phase and also line up at the same time where it is also facing the sun. Okay. Okay obviously right yeah so the sun's light is going to hit the back side the quote-unquote dark side of the moon Mm -hmm. that we don't get to see right will be totally lit and it will block a certain section of light coming into the earth right Mm -hmm. we all know that's what it is okay so if you are standing still you'll be able to see a total block out of the sun for 160 seconds if you were in the dead center line of the eclipse's path which just so happens to come right by us which is awesome Two minutes and 40 seconds. So well. Two minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. Some of the cool things is this obviously doesn't come off or come by too often in the continental United States. Sometimes it happens at other parts of the Earth, and sometimes it's partials at other parts of the Earth, but we haven't had a solid good one come through the U.S. in a while. Since, what, the 74, is what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So we obviously have a lot of cooler, better technology these days than the last time it happened. For sure. One of the experiments that we're going to do So there are scientists that are suspending high-altitude balloons along the entire path with cameras attached to them that are 360-degree cameras that are 100,000 feet. They're releasing 55 of these across the entire path of the eclipse going from coast to coast. Mm -hmm. And so they are actually going to have a live stream of these cameras online, like I said, with a 360-degree view of the event. And what they're wanting to do is capture what is exactly happening to the ground to the sky and to the clouds at the moment that the eclipse is happening and see if there's any sort of phenomenon or things that we've never actually been able to observe or see before from that those angles from those angles of that certain phenomenon that's happening in our atmosphere because of course you have to think that the sun is putting out serious energy a lot of radiation a lot of things are happening what happens if you just take
0: a chunk of that away
1: correct yeah you know, is it changing the atmosphere's composition yeah. during that time? kind of like, like
0: if plants were to start drooping right, all of a sudden. It's just,
1: it, does that cause some sort of phenomenon that we have never been able to Does observe? it cause any gravity influence, even if it's slight, even if it's just for a second? Does it cause anything? That'd be interesting. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm sure it probably, whenever the moon is swinging directly perfectly between us and the sun, there is probably some sort of wobble. There's got to be. Surely. I mean, With, I mean, we've talked about so many things, tugging and pulling and vaulting off of each other in space before. That The effect of the sun goes so far past what we really think it... Anything you could... The Oort cloud and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past. The sun's a gravitational effect goes even beyond that. Right. It's... Nothing is not affected. Well, back to what you were originally saying, though, about the pictures. I think I've said on two separate episodes about quoting that German scientist, I wish I wrote his name down, von something, I'm sure, about this was going to be the most photographed event mm. yeah. in history. Yeah, And that right there, what you just saw. Oh, I'm going to have my tripod and camera out. You can 55 balloons, 100,000 feet up in the air, well above any possible clouds with 360 mm-hmm. degree cameras on them. Watching the whole thing. Watching the whole thing. With, I'm sure, all other kinds of high-tech instruments to measure those barometric pressures and, you know, whatever. Right. <clears throat> things that sound cool that I don't really know what they mean. But <laughs> I, I, that is incredible, man. So some other really cool things that they're going to be doing during this time is the sun's corona. You guys know what that is? That's the all the swirly stuff that comes off of the sun. Yeah, okay. That okay. makes sense. The, fire, the sun's fireballs. Yeah, the fiery <laughs> things that come off of the sun. Yeah. So that's like the most important part of what they're going to try and – or it's not the most important part. What am I saying? Yeah, it is. It's a very cool part is, I guess, a better way of saying that, of what happens during a solar eclipse. And what I'm super excited to get to see is to get to see the sun's corona. So because the sun is so bright, when you're looking at the sun, even if you have protective goggles on or whatever, obviously you shouldn't be staring at the sun unless you have protective <laughs> we'll get into goggles that. on we'll get into that. But anyways, but if you're looking at the sun, you can't see the corona. You all you see is a perfect little yellowish white circle that's super bright. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know. So impossible to focus on it. Correct, mm-hmm. right. Correct. When the solar eclipse happens and the sun's the perfect center of the sun is blocked out, you can see the corona, which the sun is is... is 860,000 miles in diameter. So if you're looking at it, it's 860,000 miles wide. The corona expands out in the millions of miles in every direction. Got it. So... What we're going to be able to see is the sun get blocked out, and you'll be able to see the swirly, ghostly around bands that are shooting out from the sun yeah. in a million kilometers in every direction. Hence, I repeat, the photographs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's going to be freaking cool. Like that yeah. picture I posted on Instagram. Like that's
0: exactly yes. what, you know, you get to see that looks like a fireball mm-hmm. it's incredible but just imagine if the moon was just a little bit closer we probably wouldn't get to see oh you'd see it because
1: it have like I said it's it's not just the sun is eight hundred and sixty thousand miles wide the corona expands out a million kilometers in every direction so it's more than double mmm the width of the sun. Yeah, and with that being blocked out, we can You can focus. clearly see Fo- yeah. and focus on the outer shell, or right. the outer That's parts really of the corona. Cool. That's going to be awesome. So, you want to know a crazy fact? Of course. Do you know what the main element coming out of the corona is? Um, it's got a lot of things, but one of, one of the elements that makes up Nitrogen. the corona. Heavier. Iron. Yep. Damn it, Wade. Wade is the best damn guesser in the freaking world. All right. Okay. But anyways. F-E, brother. (laughs) So remember how we were talking before about if it's cold enough, it'll freeze? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So. If it's cold, it'll freeze. Just like if it's hot enough, it'll vaporize. Shrinkage. The corona, I honestly forgot how much the temperature of the sun is, but the corona is a million Kelvin, okay? A million Kelvin translates to 1.8 million degrees Fahrenheit. Mm Mm-hmm. So that iron Hot. goes from being iron to melted to vaporized to expose to high levels of radiation from the sun and becomes ionized and turns into plasma gas. It's iron plasma gas is what majority makes up the corona flailing out of the sun. Wow, but hmm. what kind of energy source could that be if you could harness that? uh it's called nuclear fusion, and we're working on it <laughs> uh, that's a real thing yeah. but i that's a lot to go into, but. Nuclear fusion is what's going on inside of a star, and that's the next generation of nuclear energy. It's still so controversial, on, but... So, okay. But sidebar question. You're just saying what's going on in the corona is similar to how a star is formed? No. I, I was just saying that nuclear fusion is what's going on, on the inside that causes the radiation to come out. Okay, okay. I'm more clear now. Yeah, because whenever what happens when you smash two atoms together, they become one new element, but also energy is released. Right. And the energy released is radiation. And there you go. Gamma rays. Those damn gamma rays. It does not turn you into the Hulk, it kills you. Gamma <laughs> rays. So you said something about looking at it directly. And these, you know, you want to be able to see the corona. I want to be able to drink a corona and look at the corona. <laughs> I took the day off of work. And yeah, well, it'll be off. Believe me, it'll be <laughs> off. But you, you can look at it only when it's at its totality phase without protective eyewear. So right. everything that I researched, and I made sure to look up in a lot of different places, even nasa.org, you know that you you want to make sure it's, it's org, right, not gov. NASA, yeah, it's, it's dot .gov, it's .gov. So okay, I've, when I said that, it's I was a like, like, "Wait a that's not right." Wait, that's... hold on, edu, yeah, wait a second, <laughs> 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 .biz, no. <laughs> um, what was I even? Say? Oh, the glasses. Yeah, yeah, you can look at it in its totality when it's literally in the center for that two minutes and 37 seconds that we're going to get where we're going to be watching it at oh yeah where we can take our glasses off look at it see it be like oh that's awesome i'm probably gonna test it for about 10 seconds and then yeah i'm not gonna stare on. but i'm gonna i mean i have to see it in its however glory. there's no way i can do just sunglasses for the whole time i gotta peek no nope. i gotta look correct but however if you look at it in its partial phase without protective eyewear that's where the most risk of going blind is well it's only if you're staring Cause like... I mean, come on. We've all... Yeah, you're not gonna we've go We've online. all looked at the sun before, and we're not blind yet. Right. I mean, I it's, don't have
0: 2020.
1: 20 but like, I'm not blind. I liken it more to getting a sunburn when it's kind of cloudy outside. When the sun's not out there, and you don't necessarily think about it too much. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. You stare at it for longer because you assume that it's not gonna be as hard on your eyes, so it ends up burning your retina, and just... <laughs> That's when it's most dangerous. These glasses, they're very simple. They're very similar. To say, I don't know, uh, they look kind of like 3D glasses. They can be as simple as that.
0: So kind of like when you leave the eye doctor and get, after getting your eyes dilated. i you so never seen those glasses so before. They, would,
1: they can be like paper. They only cost a dollar. Would it, I was about to say, yeah. could, so would not like, for example, I have a pair of sunglasses that I have 100% UAV-A, UAV protection. Could I not wear those? I would imagine if something that costs a dollar is going to keep your eyes safe that... Well, it it all just depends on the lens and how much filter it has on it. And if you're looking through anything that has any kind of magnification – then you might be in some kind of trouble. So. You're also hmm. Darwin effect. Darwin effect. Yeah, if you're that if you're dumb dumb enough to Oh do... yeah. Natural selection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're yeah, dumb I enough did. to do that okay. then. I was like, "Wait a second. Then like, you okay. deserve to just go ahead and go, get blinded. Idiots <laughs> die." I get it. I get it. The weather. We're talking about seeing it. What if we can't? What if there's clouds? What if there's rain? Oh. What if there's bullshit going on that day? I would be Pissed. Dude, there's supposed to be over one million visitors just to the state of Tennessee. Okay, and Tennessee has just hmm. got a couple That's of... what Cades Cove gets in a year. We're supposed to be for that one day. Either it's a million or it's ten million, but Cades Cove gets that in a whole year. I think it's ten million. That's a slight difference. But it's a lot of- regardless, we're talking about a year versus a day here. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in and one. And for, they're going to make the pilgrimage for this one day. Yeah. You know. So the weather. Nashville. Okay. Nashville's going to get a pretty good view of it. They're in a pretty direct line of it. Went back and looked at. I didn't personally, but some National Weather Service meteorologists went back and looked at a, some 30 years worth of climate data. And it shows. On August 21st, for about half of those days through that 30 year, 70 uh, percent of the sky was covered in clouds. You're 60
0: percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs>
1: every time. It's got bits of panther. 70 <laughs> percent of the cloud in the air of the area, talking about basically the Nashville metropolitan area. So about every other year for over 30 years, on August 21st, there was cloud cover over a good portion of the sky at the time of the eclipse. Huh. Okay, And then 40% of those days, of all those August 21sts, it rained. Again, the, st- the stats right now aren't looking good. I don't have a Farmer's Almanac on me. Otherwise, I would have went and looked it up. Farmer's Almanac weather it's forecasts are crazy accurate. So I haven't looked at that yet. I could very easily Google it, I'm sure, but I haven't done that yet. But we got to be praying for clear skies, man. The National Weather Service predicts, but, they predict that half of the people in this area will not see it. Oh, man, really? Yeah. When I read that, I was like, you got to be kidding. And they're talking Nashville metropolitan area. Hmm. Well, it's also supposed to be at like 2.30 in the afternoon here. It's supposed to be, right, which is one thirty central time for them. So I mean, a typical summer middle of the day is typically sunny. I mean, generally the rain comes early and Unless you're in Tennessee because you don't know. So over that same span, the average temperature has been about 88 degrees. Average rainfall per day has been about a tenth of an inch. Hmm. It's just been kind of cloudy, mucky, not good total eclipse viewing days in the Nashville area. So not trying to bum anyone in Nashville out, but hey, we're a short drive away. You know, we're supposed to have decent weather, but we should find out more on the 14th, which is this upcoming Monday for us now. They're going to release a much more updated forecast. At 4 a.m. on the 21st, the National Weather Service will be releasing their final updated 100% model with all of their technology that they have. So that way everybody will know at 4 a.m. whether you're going to see it or not from where you are. So I imagine they're going to make To some, the best of their knowledge. <laughs> well, with cloud cover and things like that. Right. Like, if they know the path of a set of clouds, that it's not going to just disintegrate. So anyway, you know what I mean?
0: Like you said, to the, oh, best, yeah. of to news, the best of their knowledge. Good news, it's not going to rain. Bad news, it's going to snow. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> so we talked about when and where to see it. Oregon to South Carolina is the path of the, the eclipse. And if you take yeah. in all of the cities that... Line it up. It's right around 25 million people that live in the path of it. And another 25 million people that live within a one-day drive of being able to see it. This is predicted, get this, as the what will be the worst traffic day in national history. I bet people are just going to pull over on the side of the interstate. I didn't even think about that angle. Hold traffic. on. You know? So I like would even... you not just drive into Sweetwater yeah. and pull over? I mean, I thought about parking... And I thought about my local town because of the the hubbub that they're making about it. But shit, I didn't think about traffic, like interstate traffic. Yeah, local stuff and all that. But I did not think about it being the worst traffic day in the history of our interstate system. I'm going to take the back way to Sweetwater. So <laughs> I didn't think about it. Oh, man. When I read that, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> really? Oh, I guess it makes sense. Because if there's 25 million people that live in the path of it, another 25 million that – live within a day's drive of it. They think at least half of those 25 million people will drive – into the areas, and who so says all the local two, areas should people drive. all local areas in the direct path of it. Population should at minimum double for that day. Wow! Nice. So if it's Sweetwater at good for Sweetwater, thirty well, thousand people, then it should be at sixty thousand people. The question is, what time should I leave my house to come <laughs> to your house? Like Saturday night, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a two thirty Monday afternoon barbecue and eclipse. Well, it makes me curious. Like I know the back way without taking the highway system. I wonder if that'd be. anyway most hotels in the path in most states have been booked for months even years this is a big deal i've I've been bringing up this guy from germany there's people flying in from australia and all that there's wyoming for instance to get this wyoming's one of the places that has uh good viewing of it you've heard of jackson hole wyoming before Mm -hmm. my dad is holy crap i wonder if my dad is paying attention to that my dad's on a a uh <clears throat> three month vacation <laughs> out west <laughs> yeah i'm a little jealous three month vacation yeah dude like started drove up through chicago wyoming is one of those states oh dude just like basically making a big old stretch across the northeast and west and coming back down through like colorado river and i'm telling him if he's got an extra 13 grand in his pocket then he can get this Uh I said $13,000, okay? You can stay the weekend at this one private home in Jackson, Wyoming. It gave the name of this, uh, I think it's a scientist, local astronomer that lives there. Um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming is a really, really rich area, by the way, where you get $13,000 per night, five-night minimum. Hmm. Five-night minimum. So I can't do the quick, but $65,000 is what that costs just to stay there. And and what you get for that is you get all the cocktails. You can have a laser-guided telescope tour the days leading up to it and the day of. The entire time you're out on the, whatever they call it, overlooking a valley. Is it called a promenade? What are those big open deck type spaces in a fancy house? Anyway, you're serenaded by classical musicians the entire time. Oh. That you're stargazing with this laser-guided telescope tour 2,000 feet above the Jackson Hole Valley. So you can get that for a modest price of $65,000. Just modest. Or my backyard only costs like $200. You bring your own tent. But this almost sounds like Ja Rule is involved. Holla. <laughs> yeah, this is some fire festival yeah. stuff. All these promises, and you're going to be sleeping in my garage with my You great get a name. loaded band. So. But Tennessee, you guys ever heard of Walk of the Woods? I have not. It's... Uh... Something that's located in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And anyway, Walk of the Woods is doing something called the Tribute to Bonnie Tyler. It's called the Total Eclipse of the Heart Package. And you get like a pontoon boat tour. A local guide uh, takes you up and down the river and they give you guides, you know, local information, the plants, the animals in the area. And then you get to watch the eclipse from a boat. Out cool. on the water. So that's pretty cool. Talking about our second most diverse animal population second. in Tennessee. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get the wildlife. You get fish. You get the wildlife. You get the Zika insects. You know, you got, you got <laughs> the mus- the mosquitoes. The, or you go to the Bahamas where there's absolutely no light pollution. There's cities in the Bahamas that have population of like 400 people that you can see it. Absolutely clear mm-hmm. skies will be promised all day. They'll have maximum duration of it as it passes out. After it passes over uh, South Carolina, it's going to come down that way to where they can see it. Wow. Or, like I said, in my backyard. <laughs> so you guys can contact me on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and we can get together for a party. It's going to be interesting. $200 a lot. Yeah, we can section them off. You really should, though. What's a tent, you know? What do you need, eight by eight feet? <laughs> <laughs> you need more than that for your telescope and your tent? Telescope? Quit saying telescope. <laughs> Don't tell people look telescope. At it with your telescope. You really want to try it. I do not. I want, to see, I want to do it, and I want to f- focus the lens down and see if I can catch something on fire. Now, that's how you get rid of ants, right there. <laughs> you use a telescope to burn them. Forget all the... On a solar eclipse, <laughs> that's what you do. I might have to do that. That's what we're going to have to, to do. I mean, Taking, I'm, I'm going to definitely forget burning ants. I'm busting out Steph's camera. I'll have a camcorder going. There's going to be pictures galore coming from me. That's for damn sure. I am definitely going to have my camera. I'm definitely going to take a million pictures. I might even try some exposure things and see what, what happens. I wish I had a balloon that went up like 100,000 feet, like what you I were know, saying right? earlier. Mm. But some other cool pictures they're going to take. I I meant to mention this earlier, but some other cool pictures they're going to take is, so of course you guys know Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. Yes, so that I also, did know that. So that also means that mm-hmm. regardless of where we are in our orbit, almost always Mercury is close to the sun. Always closer. I mean like in the sky, it is nearby the sun. Okay. Because we are, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, because it, do, it's orbit doesn't go out farther than us. So it's always mm-hmm. at least on the side of the sky that the sun is. So what that means is, is you don't really get to see Mercury at night because like of a, the Corona because of the sun is very bright and it's hard to see. Mhm. So what, what they're going to try and do is take pictures of Mercury with their fancy infrared cameras whenever the sun's light is blocked so they can direct them straight at Mercury and actually be able to see it well. But they're going to use infrared cameras to try and find measure the thermophysical properties of Mercury. Meaning, well, of course. Meaning, like, the surface and, like, the elements that are on the surface of Mercury and try and see, like, what sorts of their energy absorption. Well, shit, they've only got two minutes to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, actually, if they're going to be up there, they could. I'm sure they could pull off something like what Malcolm was describing. Just extend the time. They point. extend the time from the angle that they're viewing it, depending if they're in orbit or if they're stationary or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, think about it. I mean, they don't have many opportunities to get a view like that of nope. Mercury. So they've nope. got to seize the opportunity. Now, there's a thing called a coronascope, which is a telescope that has a... I guess you could basically say a, a plate on the end of it that allows you to look at the sun, but block out the bad part and allow you to see the Corona. I wonder how much that plate costs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's what called it's a coronascope, but it's a telescope that blocks out the bad part of the sun and allows you to view the corona in detail.
0: Wow. I thought it was just a telescope you pour beer down, but yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> down your throat. Coronascope. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really – you know, and I
1: also was talking about – So that's those- going to be from the balloons that are going to be up there? They're also taking – those types of pictures or it's a different set. Okay, so here's the thing. The balloons with the cameras is only one test. There's literally dozens of other balloons and things that are being that are going to be in the air of other universities doing tests, other research organizations doing tests. Oh, like, for sure, man. What's going to be going on above the clouds if there yeah, are clouds? I gonna just gonna brought be up that one because they're going to have a cool, they're trying to do a 360 view of the whole thing, but there's literally so many other research balloons gonna be in the air during this trying to get data of all sorts of things. This is a big deal. Just oh, like dude, you said it's, it's the most photographed thing, this is gonna be also a very, very, very heavily researched thing. Damn right. There could be movies made about this. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I my head's picturing what if it's a cloudy day? I think it would be pretty cool to have a drone That could fly high enough above the clouds and take video of all the shit that's going on above the clouds, whether it be other drones that are up there taking pictures or balloons or whatever technology that people have lifted up above the clouds. Because clouds are not – they are not going to miss their chance Mm -hmm. to get pictures of this. Yeah air if airplanes have to be up in the air to get above the clouds so that they can see it they'll they're going to do what they got to do that's the saving grace i guess with today's technology to take a picture if we go out there and we're like oh gung ho like we're going to see it and then we get screwed by clouds and rain or whatever at least we know that we out there and we were trying but we'll be able to see it of like, course it's going to be on the internet the next day i mean it's
0: still going to get dark but it would be nice to correct i'd like to see the detail nice of the correct, yeah
1: cuz that's really all i care it's like okay yeah it's going to be cool the sun's gonna be blocked out temporarily. There'll be a big black circle there, but I want to see the corona. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about for mm-hmm. me. That's that's it. You gotta see it and drink one at the same time, man. Yeah, like you just, gotta make that. A, oh yeah, a thing. yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Corona extra, Think. little lime in it, pinch mm-hmm. of salt. We will get down. Yeah, and then Corona extra, extra, <laughs> extra hot. So that was good, man. I liked that. Yeah, that was good. Successful one, 1. point eight million yeah. degrees is that what it is oh that's yeah a, the corona the kelvin vaporized ionized iron particles how crazy is it though that chattanooga you've got to drive literally 20 minutes north and they, they gotta, gotta can- go north on 75 into the shit yeah man it's into that yeah they gotta go to calhoun <laughs> go yeah. to Bowater. you'll see it there you gonna go to rome it's gonna be Dude, that two lane interstate coming up it's gonna be there. locked man what there's nothing that's going to be awful. All weekend it is. Mm-hmm. I did not even think about the traffic thing. That's going to be super interesting. So tell me what you think about it. I'm, I'm talking to any of the listeners out there. Tell me what you think about the eclipse. Is, do you give a damn about it? Do, are you going to try to watch it? Are you going to take off of work? Are you going to want to come over and rent out my backyard for $200? <laughs> I, sounds uh, like a poll question. I can I can negotiate. No, but what are you going to do for the eclipse? I, I think it's going to be one of those where were you type of moments in our history. I think it's pretty cool that I'm happening. it's happening when I'm 30, 34, going to be 35 years old, you know? I can soak it up for its appreciation. Where were you? Show my kids and all that kind of stuff. It's cool. I think it's going to be super big for for us. So I'm freaking stoked. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell Hayden what you think. Tell Malcolm what you think. Thanks for joining us, though. We had a lot of fun. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. We're definitely going to catch you on the next one.